am honored to have a hero of mine on the show. Danny Gutierrez and I met through Carly Young's Balancing Fit program. I watched him go from someone who was struggling with his choices to a very confident and empowered man who is taking back control of his health. I can honestly say that I'm even more in awe of him now. Danny is, first and foremost, a dad to his little boy Gunner. I often look for the hashtag G and me posts to see what adventures they're going through. It really is a joy to watch their relationship. He recently merged his payment services company with another on his way to fulfilling some bigger and better dreams for himself to include helping the world with more renewable energy. He has a few tips for us about the habits that have helped him shape his life, being grateful for even the tough stuff, writing down your intentions and being present in the moment. I literally cannot wait to share him with all of you. Please welcome my friend, Danny. Um, I just kind of think I'm fascinated with your health journey. Um, I don't know a whole lot about you professionally, but obviously yeah. I would love to get to know sure. a little bit more about you. Um, so that's why I thought, oh, I just really want to. It's a really cool opportunity. I, yeah, yeah, made a list of people that I thought were doing awesome things. Right. Um, awesome. You were definitely on I'm glad I made the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just know um, the esteem that, that Carly holds you with, you know, and I look up to her immensely, and so I was like, I want to know this person too. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Carly and I have a huge, a huge background. We've been, I think we've been friends for, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 years at yeah. this point. Um, so I saw her back in the day right. before she got sober, uh, and then I've been so blessed to be able to watch that whole journey and the way that she has changed, which makes me get super emotional and because was... <laughs> ah, I'm just like. <sighs> well, and you loved her before all these wonderful right. changes. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like yeah. Really, yeah. It's just probably an exponential love to see her yeah. do the things that she's able to do. Exactly. Yeah. So it's been fun. It's been fun to be part of that journey and, and then get to meet so many awesome people, you know, through her. And, you know, I think both of our, our paths have crossed in different different ways. And yeah. I've introduced people to her and she's introduced people to me. So that whole connection piece is definitely my my thing. I love yeah. connecting with. Well, there's no way that you people. could actually like blueprint it either. No. You know, you're kind of like, well, let's connect this way or this connect. No, it just has to organically happen. It's because of, of, of the joy that, that happens. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I saw that on your truck walking in. So. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Choose joy. Yeah. Choose joy every day. Which is which is another friend of mine. She actually does a, um, her name's Kayla Leah. She does a confidence uh, coaching program. Oh, cool. And uh, that's her, that's her statement through that, that coaching program program is, is choose joy and yeah and so that's all that's been a fascinating journey to really kind of dig deep into that as well that's awesome yeah so yeah. tell me a little bit more about you what don't i know which is a lot i yeah. think <laughs> um well i was born at uh 7 14 a.m i'm just kidding <laughs> maybe we should maybe we shouldn't start quite that okay. far back <laughs> um you know, I was born and raised here in the valley. My parents were um, second and third generation um, migrant farm workers. So when my mom was little, she would just kind of get towed along with her father, which was um, kind of a 
the uh, the guy in charge for you know, all the migrant farm workers that were coming up, and they would just go where the job was. And Nampa became a, a yearly stop for them. Um, and then when my dad, he was one of eleven of a really impoverished family, and uh, forged his mom's signature to go to to, to Vietnam. Wow! And um, at seventeen, yeah. And so he did that thing, and then when he got out, he came and asked for my mother's hand in marriage, and um, and we've been here ever since. So I was born and raised in Caldwell, Nampa. They were teachers, educators. Um, you know, my dad was a principal, and he passed away when I was a senior in high school. But you know, a lot of um, of who I am came from from him. In fact, that was um, my first word I found out just the other day uh, was Dada. But in any case, um, yeah, born to to, to teachers and. Um, I played football. I was, I was really athletic uh, in junior high and high school. Um, had a ton of support. I can't remember a game that my dad didn't go to. I think he was at every single one. Um, but it really defined who I was. Um, and so when he passed away, um, you know, and, and now looking back at things, you know, I, I probably used it as a scapegoat. But when he passed away, I thought that you know everything that I knew was gone and, and so forth. And so there was a few years there where I just kind of get lost my way, if you sure. will, you know, and um, and just kind of like faked my way through things and so forth. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and grateful for all those experiences, though, because without that, I'm not here today. Um, but I went to college. I played football at Utah State for a couple of years. Had a bad attitude about it. <laughs> I wasn't playing the position I wanted. I was a quarterback in high school and then maybe a linebacker in college. And um, yeah, so I did that for a couple of years. Lived in Seattle for a short period of time afterwards, and I've been back ever since. Called Boise my home. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 been a wild, wild ride. I, I was a financial advisor. Um, got an insurance and and, uh, and managing uh, mutual funds and so forth for thirteen, fourteen years. Yeah, and then um, found myself in the merchant services and so forth. But the, the most exciting part of all of this was. Um, about well i think the most exciting is i had my child i have got a four-year-old son gunner and uh, when he was born my life really began as far as i'm concerned there was two people that were born then and um and so yeah he's been my light my motivation and, and the reason that, that i do what i do and he just kind of set things in motion um i got sober uh, i quit drinking about three and a half years ago almost and um and then that in itself, you know, created a bunch of opportunity and, and realism also that I had yeah. to deal with. Uh, and so the, the really the last three and a half years, um, being able to, to actually take things in, feel, um, and process things, um, that's been the most exciting part of yeah. all of this. You know, so long story longer, I chose to go back to school. Good. Uh, in that and so now I'm in the middle of my third year I started fresh I didn't want to transfer anything from my bad experience at Utah State you're like I uh, think we'll just start over absolutely <laughs> like, no I don't have any grades to transfer nothing right and so I um, and you know that was an experience going to classes with 18 19 year olds and being in my late 30s yeah um, so I had to learn how to learn and, and I've done that but I wanted to go back and do something that I that I love something I was really passionate about you know because what I do now I, I'm good at it and I think it provides a service but um, my passion is getting into alternative renewable energy uh, I want to um, hopefully one day own a, a consulting company and, and help some of these big giants make that transition safe face if you will because a lot of them have fought that change yeah um, 
But yeah, so I went back to get my engineering, my electrical engineering and economics degrees at the same time. That's so. fascinating. My son has an electrical engineering degree. Really? Yeah, he's 26 and, and uh, just rocking that world. Uh, works out at Micron. So uh, we've been through that electrical engineering journey <laughs> and it is not easy at all. It's it quite is, the undertaking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. So, and his father's an electrical engineer, so that works out. That's awesome. Yeah, they actually got their degrees together. His dad had been working on it slowly. Really. Um, and then they finished up uh, together. In That's the last, cool. In the what last a story. Semester. Yeah. So it's been it's been awesome. So you know, if you said electrical words to me, I may understand what you're talking about, but probably not. <laughs> I'm just learning it myself now, so you got a little bit of time there. Yeah, so I'm doing that, and I'm being a dad, and then I just um, took on, I had a small business doing merchant services, credit card processing, mm -hmm. um, and I just um, basically handed over that book of business to a large conglomerate and took a role within their organization, and all this started the same day as this last semester started. And of so course. I've been burning a candle at both ends a little bit. Like, okay, yeah. this is what we're doing now. <laughs> this is what we're exactly. doing now. It keeps me honest, though. It keeps me out of trouble. And, yeah. And uh, I figure, well, well, I got the energy and the, and the spunk. Why not do it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So tell me about that fitness journey. I know that you went from, um, you know, through the rough times and then got sober. And then at what point did you go? maybe I should probably start taking care of my health as well. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things, because you always, when you think about it, you know what you need to be doing. Oh, you know? And so when I got, when I uh, decided to quit drinking, you know, there's an inventory that you do, and, and you start to, to um, you know, and all this was on my own, if you will. It wasn't like AA at the time or, or whatnot, which um, I found to be a wonderful resource now. But at the time, it was um, me going to a couple classes, seeing the therapist and so forth. But in that, I made some some huge, some major strides in my life. One of them was was honesty. Mm -hmm. um, when you're an alcoholic, you end up um, lying a lot so that you can hide, you know, this the shame that comes with having a drink, you know, when you're not supposed to and whatnot. Yeah. And there are normal people out there that um, that can drink alcohol. I wish I was one of them because I really enjoyed the social aspect of it. But um, anyway, it got away from me. And in all that, um, I learned how to be a good, dishonest person, you know. And it wasn't to to to, to be, uh, to be harmful, to hurt anybody, but it was to fulfill my own selfish needs and so forth. And so one of the things that I needed to do was become honest with myself. And in doing so, you start to write down goals and aspirations and, and things that you really want to uh, do. Um, and and I started to do them, and I, I made some pretty you know remarkable in my eyes. And others um, steps like going back to school and getting straight A's and you know making sure that when I have my child that I'm present you know being the best father possible and and, and all these other things that were happening and the thing that I kept on shying away from um, was getting control of my health. Okay. Um, naturally, I lost a bunch of weight right after I quit drinking because you know, the empty calories went away. Sure. And then I just decided that I was going to replace one bad habit with another. You know, and I started eating all the sweets and all the breads and. Um, and that was a way that I coped with it for a while. And so I bloomed up to about 288 pounds. Um, and looking back at pictures of me at the time, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, yeah, hey, I don't look that bad. You know, I can lift some weights and right. hold it well. And, um, I was a big boy. And, uh, one day, 
I've been, you know, fighting within my head, like, how do I approach it? How do I do this? I don't like to lose. I don't like to quit at things. A little competitive. Yeah. yeah. And so I knew that if I was ever going to do something, that I needed to do it. And and so I, I did everything I could to avoid it. But I saw, um, actually, I saw Carly's advertisement for Balancing Fit 45. And, and it was just really good timing. And I, I reached out to her. And we had known each other for you know, a long time just as acquaintances. But um, I said, I'm thinking about this. And she goes, you should do it. And I think there was like two days before I got going or something. And I said, okay, well, I'll think about it. She's going to, no, just do it. And I said, all right, let's go, let's go. And it was just that one decision that I needed. Um, and then the structure of her program, you know, where you know, it's, it was amazing because it's not going to do it by itself. Right. You know, you got to put it in the work, but the recipe is there. And it was literally just following those things. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't crazy um, gym time. It wasn't a huge time commitment. It was just making a choice and then being dedicated to those choices. And for me, it was diet. Yeah. Um, almost the, the majority of the first 30, 40 pounds was done strictly by changing the way that I ate and then the quantity that I was eating yeah. um, uh, of the stuff. And and so then it started. And I saw some, some pretty uh, cool success. And I started to feel better. You know, and so the weight that I lost, which, you know, ended up being, I think at, at the most, it, it was 80 pounds. And that was at the end of September. I put a couple pounds on over the, the holidays. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, I can see the physical difference and, and it's pretty traumatic. Um, but it's the way that I feel. Yeah. It's the confidence that comes behind it um, that really has made the biggest impact. And because it wasn't congruent with the rest of my life. I was doing all these other things, you know, I was being honest with myself. I mean, honest to the point where if I was leaving a public restroom and I threw, you know, the, the napkin away and it fell out, I can't walk away without going back and making sure that goes in. You know, I mean, and that's that's the, the way that I try to live my life. But it wasn't congruent if I wasn't taking care of myself, yeah. you know. And, you know, and then you put all these other things in the, in the play, like, you know, if I really care about Gunner, shouldn't I give him the best opportunity to experience me for as long as possible? And there's things that are completely out of my hands when it comes to you know, uh, medical issues and so forth. But the things that I can't control, yeah. I'd be pretty silly if I did it. You know? And so I am um, <clears throat> completely grateful that, that these programs that, that exist, you know, that there are people um, like Carly, like yourself, that, that care, you know. Um, Cause there's all kinds of resources out there. It's just a matter of us reaching out and then doing something with them. Right. You know, right. And, so. it's, and it really is usually about timing. It's, it's having that, uh, those words spoken at just the right time when you're, you know, when you're open and ready to learn, it's like, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Right. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. <laughs> Cause every time there's a hard lesson that I don't want to learn, I think about that. I'm like, <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Okay. The student will be ready. <laughs> I guess I guess we're doing it. <laughs> well, and I'm having an epiphany right now at this moment because it's true. Like you always say, like I, I learn things the hard way, but it's because we're not ready. We're yeah. not ready to receive the information. And um, I'm a really, really blessed person. I don't think that I'm better than anybody else, but um, I can recognize when there's things that are happening in my life and it's not always perfect and there's good sure. days and there's bad days but um, I am so grateful for for the people that I have in my life for the experiences that, that have come before me and all all of it 
even the suck, even yeah. the stuff that was horrible that I wouldn't wish upon. Um, well, there's a couple endings, but no, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, no, but all of it, you know. Yeah. I mean, there was there was stuff in my in, in, in my marriage and, and all, all those things where I could have been a better person. And as much as I wished I wasn't that person and the hurt wasn't there, it all had to have happened for me to be who I am today. Yeah. You know, and and knowing that though, I don't want to take that in vain because there was a lot of suffering that it took, and, and I wasn't the only one that suffered. And so it's just that much more important that I try to live the life that, that I deserve, but those that touch me and are around me, that they deserve as well. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, do you have like a, uh, a passion project or something that, that you're really focused on that you would like to use to make a difference moving forward? Talk a little bit about the renewable energy stuff. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I, I think it's, you are you asking like, like within that realm, like to get yeah. more specific? Yeah, or, yeah. or yeah, whatever, whatever well, so it's like you've got in your, in your, this is my line of sight. This yeah. is the direction that yeah. I'm heading. I want to make a difference in this way. Absolutely. So there's um, the traditional uh, PV, you know, panels, voltage panels that, that capture energy from the sun. And for the longest time, um, we've been able to, to take that technology and power homes and power cars and so forth. But there's a finite uh, ability with, with battery storage, yes. being able to store the energy itself. And we can make plenty of solar energy now, but we can't put it where we need it when we need it. Yeah. Um, and then just recently, there's been some huge strides, and I mean, it's probably been going on for a long time, but it's been made known to the public that through artificial intelligence, they can now... Um, they can focus, you know, let's just say you know, a thousand mirrors and take the same sun ray and now put that all in one spot. And it creates temperatures of over a thousand degrees Celsius. That's fascinating. And so where, you know, the real damage that's you know, being put on, uh, put on this world or into, into our, our society is these carbon emissions that happen with the production of steel and concrete, things that we need. We're not going to get rid of that. We're not sure. going to get rid of petroleum. We need that. Right. You know, um, but about seven or eight percent of carbon emissions is is due to the concrete and, and steel industry. Yeah. And so they're they're finding ways that hopefully they can harness this type of energy, you know, clean energy, and do those types of things. And so my mind is like, well, how can we take this, you know, huge, uh, large scale process, and then you and I benefit from it? And so I envision like, what if what if we took a whole rooftop of solar panels, which is creating, by the way, its own problem because they're not biodegradable. Right. They're going to be sitting in a landfill or, or somewhere after yeah. their shelf life of 10 or 20 years. But what if we could do that and condense it down to um, the size of a skylight yeah. you know, or a 12 by 12 inch tile? Yeah. And um, it's just amazing. Like the sky's the limit and it's just a matter of, of being able to educate enough people to, 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 to create that wave. So that's the type of stuff that fires me up. It, it's what wakes me up in the morning, and I go to go to bed sleeping, or go to sleep thinking about. Yeah. Um, so, if I can create a company that, that promotes that te technology, and just introduce it to those that you know maybe don't have the time, resources, or the the know uh, with all to, to do it. Yeah. You know, that would be amazing. That would yeah. be, be fascinating. That just, mm -hmm. I love that. Like it just is such. I I'm the same way as you. I think. There's so many infinite possibilities. It's just about having each person follow that trail, whatever they they get passionate about or excited about, 
to to figure out the how of it all. Absolutely, so. and it's connecting these ideas because you know we're nothing by ourselves. We don't get anywhere by ourselves. Yeah. But if you could have all these ideas, you know, and, and work with that type of passion and then connect those. Yeah. It's not just one plus one. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's one plus one equals ten. It's exponential. Um, and so that, yeah, that, that's what fires me up. Yeah. It's so, so, such a good train. So because, you know, this doesn't happen overnight and you do need other people, um, do you have any specific habits that you feel like you put into place that will help you actually achieve what you're what you're working towards well in theory I've got a lot of great habits um, <laughs> but there are some that that definitely um, that I've taken on and that I'm steadfast with and it's one is it's the, the stuff that I put in my body you know um, uh, I'm sleeping more Carly if you, if you ever watch this <laughs> so uh, I used to be horrible with that and I would sleep when I when I thought that I could um, because the day doesn't end, you never finish everything, and there's always things you have to get to in the morning. Um, but it's important you know, that you actually be able to carpet, um, put put things in their compartment, and and, and work with it that way. Yeah. And so I think the the biggest thing for me um, that that's the most important that I still struggle with is is time management. And it's not about um, it's not about taking like selfish time, but it's spreading myself too thin, yes. you know, uh, thinking that I could do it all or, you know, entertain. I mean, for instance, this interview, you know, it's X amount of time, you know, and so you put it in your scales, like, you know, where does it fall on, on my important factor? And obviously it's, it's up there because um, I wanted to share this with you and, and I wanted to, to, to know you better. Uh, but I think the biggest part is just understanding that, you know, you can try to spread yourself as thin as possible, but then you're doing everything just mediocrely, yeah. you know, and I want to, I want to do things well. And so you've got to actually like say no. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No is very powerful word <laughs> when you start to use it in a way that serves you. Yes. Yeah. And boundaries, like I hate that word. I really, really do. But it's so important to use if you're doing it for the right reason, right. you know, not to, shelter yourself because of fear right you know not to put up these false walls or whatnot but when you really need to, to be able to to say no mm -hmm. you know and, and choose the right decisions you know for the right reasons that's where it's important absolutely you know? absolutely and it's just as important to teach Remember that too absolutely you know yeah that that always comes into play i mean all my kids are you know grown and and uh, and they're doing good things, so I, I hope I did an okay job. Um, but you you know you have to think about that stuff when you're when you're raising kids. What is it What is it that my actions, my habits, are teaching them on a regular basis as they grow up? Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, my my parents never taught me anything financial. Nothing. Same. Like I had never balanced a checkbook. I like I I just had no idea. Uh, what I was getting into going yeah. into the world and and so those you know those little things you think it's not a big deal um, but you know those habits are are huge and if they're not formed early you know and never addressed then they keep on kept creeping up you know yeah. and, and playing a role because the same thing with the financial side of things they should teach that in high school you know balance a checkbook and understand what credit is and, and all these other things before you just go to college like I did and, and write bad checks for beer right <laughs> It yeah. happens. Yeah. It happens. You know, I was, I think I was 23 and I was facing bankruptcy because I had gotten myself in such a bad, bad spot. So I really, really enforced that with my kids. Yeah. Um, and now they're like, 
I can't get into my savings, Mom. You said. That's awesome. <laughs> Which is great. So. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the, the biggest thing that we can do. You talk about passion. I mean, there's nothing more I'm, uh, that I'm more passionate about just making sure that I'm a good father to, to Gunner. And it's one of those things. I just recently I was talking to a friend of mine, and, um, and she's got custody of, of her kids the majority of the time. Um, and I've got Gunner about 50-50. And as much as I wish it was 100% of the time, the the silver lining in not having them all the time is that I can really be present with him the time that I do. Yeah. And so I schedule things accordingly. If I've got homework or if I've got uh, you know, work to deal with or workouts or anything like that, I really try to make sure it's the time that I don't have them so that when I do, I'm a dad, yeah. you know, and a dad person. So that's that's the silver lining that comes with, with co-parenting like that. Yeah. Um, and then it's also a, a scenario where if I wasn't mindful about it, then not only do you get 50% of the time, but you don't even get that time yeah. because you're not being present, you know? Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, that, that would be number one passion. Yeah, of course, of course. Our kids always are. Absolutely. So what are your non-negotiables in business or in your personal life? Well, for me, um, alcohol. Yeah. That's, uh, that's just for me. And, and there are plenty of people that are near and dear to me that, you know, enjoy alcohol sure. and, and they can do that, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the more power to them. But for me, it's staying sober is important because that's like the foundation that's, um, that it's who I've shaped my, my new self around. Yeah. And so that's one. Um, I'll always put family first, yeah. you know, and, and I think for them to know that is important too, because then they don't put you in a compromising position, Yeah, you know, um, so that you don't have to make some silly choices to put them first. Yeah. Um, so that family first, um, and then just, I'll, I'll never ever compromise my integrity and dignity. You know, I want the, the, the finer things in life and I want to, you know, the pat on the back, you know, for, for creating change and so forth, but not at the expense of, of giving up who I am. And I think, you know, mom and dad worked their tail off to instill, you know, some, some character um, in me and my brothers. And it's, that's, that's a hard no. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So as you're moving through this and keeping your, keeping your, yourself family focused, uh, how, how do you kind of stay focused on, on all of the different things that you've got going on and, and making sure that everything that you're doing, everything that you're allowing into that schedule is, is something that you know is going to help you move forward or help keep that family connection. That's a, that's a task in itself. And I think, uh, I think we'd be lying if most people didn't say they struggle with it sometimes, sure. but, but I think it's really important to, um, to write it down, you know, write down your intentions. Uh, so I've, I've got a daily intentions every morning. Um, that I'll start with. And these are the things that are important to me. These are the things that I'd like to do that I'm not going to lose sleep over if I don't get to them, but it'd be awesome. Um, and in all that, it's also important for me to block out my time. Sure. You know, because if I know that that's, that's something to look forward to, then I can actually set it aside and focus on, on the task at hand, you know, whether that's work or whether that's, you know, the two hours I've allotted for this specific class. Um, you know, or being the dad time. So I will put, and I'll block it out. The, this is my time. If I'm going to be on social media, this is my social media time. Absolutely. Um, 
and then it, it, it allows me to, uh, to, to just focus on yeah. anything. And so I think that's probably one of the biggest things that, that I'm able to do um, that keeps me on, on board. And it's a really good um, barometer, too. Like, I can check that I'm not doing that really easily because yeah. you know, I'm all over the place. And, and you know, I'm kind of like a, a fibrillating heart as opposed to pumping efficiently. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I'm so glad that you brought that up because one of the things that I'm super passionate about uh, and that I teach uh, all of my coaching clients is about having routines, whether that's a morning routine or an evening routine or both, you know, whatever that looks like. I think that that literally has shaped how my life has changed yeah. and gone. Yeah. Um, and so it's so interesting, you know, to find out who who follows that, who has a morning routine or an evening routine and what does that look like? Um, I th think I've done you know, mountains of research from, you know, people that, that I don't know, right. obviously that are doing bigger things than me, but I'm always like, what are they doing? What are their routines? What are their habits? Like, sure. I just find that stuff so fascinating because everyone has kind of a different approach, but everyone that I know that's successful has one, Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. So. You know, I think in this day and age too, we're, we're so blessed in having access to all types of, of, different resources yeah um you know whether it's there used to be people that say i don't i don't like to read or i'm not a good reader and yeah. so they wouldn't pick up a book well now you don't have to read yeah you know, there's there's all types of ways that you can download that information um and so i i do the same thing i, I try to you know spend um considerable time reading about people mm -hmm. you know that have done things that that i'd like to do you know or done things that I don't want to do. Right. <laughs> um, and because you learn that way too. And so, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's just, it's just, you take what someone's done or has done and then try to just implement it in your life. Absolutely. You know? But it's being mindful about it and not just. Not every just, single day. Every, every day. single day. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a, a misconception. People are, you know, like, hey, well, I'm going to set this habit and I'm going to do it for 30 days and, and see how that goes. Yeah. And that's. It's just never going to work. Like, this is not. this is a lifetime change. Like we are we're doing things to change our person, our our being for the long haul. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting within that balancing fit forty five group um, that that we're involved in. It's not just about changing your health habits or changing your mindset or finding the gym more often, but it's really living that that balanced lifestyle. Um, and it's impossible. It's impossible to to try to tweak a couple other things without addressing all of them. Mm -hmm. you know? And so I find a lot of um, a lot of peace in knowing that you know that I'm, I'm doing that. But even more so, it's it's how people are are receiving that information. Yeah. You know, like Danny, how are you doing it? You know? And before when you would have when I would set these thirty day goals or this and that, there was no recipe. And I can't, I couldn't tell them like, well, first you have to, you know, really have a bad six months and, right. and feel horrible about yourself, um, wake up late, miss all your goals and deadlines, and then just right. set your 30 day goal. And then you'll goal. be fine. Right. You know, there's, you can't duplicate that. But with this, you know, the, there are systems in place. And, and so it's a matter of setting a routine that works for you. Yeah. And then I think the biggest part for me is giving myself permission to fail. You know, where if, if I don't hit that mark that day or if I ate three cookies instead of the one, right. okay, right. you know, it's a lesson, move forward. Because I could very well say, well, I already ate three cookies, so let's eat three more, mm -hmm. you know, or I missed a gym workout, so I'm going to start next month, 
Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, we don't get anywhere that way. Yeah, Carly actually so. gave me a very good analogy for this. And she's like, so, so tell me this. If you drop your phone and you crack the screen. Right. You've got a, you've now got a cracked screen. Oops, like, we, we made a bad mistake, whatever. You have two choices at that point. Do you then take it somewhere and you work on it to get it fixed? Like, this is your goal. We're going to do better next time. Right. Or do you stand there and you stomp on it repeatedly? <laughs> like, does that make any sense? Right. And I was like, oh, fine. I'll just have the one, <laughs> not the three, you know? Yeah. Same kind of a scenario. Yeah. Because in, in another perspective, it makes zero sense. It makes Absolutely. zero sense to keep going the way that you're going. Absolutely. Like, you just make a decision in that moment. Yeah. Like, the moment you have breakfast, you're making a decision. The moment you have a snack, you make a decision. It's literally just repeated decisions over and over all yep. day long yep. to get closer to your goals. And we know what we're feeding ourselves. Oh, yeah. I and mean, we can choose to make it loud or we can push it in the back of the room, but we know what we're feeding ourselves. And, and so a lot of times when it's that immediate gratification, like the cookie you know, or the three cookies, it doesn't take too much if we just say, yeah, but what are we doing here? You know, what's the end game? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then if you still eat the cookie, well, then you don't have the right goals that they've set in mind. They're not realistic or, you know, attainable or any of those things. Yeah. Which is still a learning process. You know, you're yeah. learning something right there in itself. You're like, huh, um, well, maybe I should reevaluate my goal. If this, isn't, if this isn't powerful enough, yeah. if my why isn't big enough to make that decision, maybe we should reevaluate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's these little you know, nuances that, are, and I think it's fun. Yeah. You know, to be able to, to to travel through your day and pick up on little things that you know that, that you do, habits that you have, whether they're good or bad, and then just tweak them a little bit because it's just that little bit mm -hmm. that makes all the difference. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. If you had one piece of advice to give someone, what would it be? Mm. Wow. One piece of advice. Well, the easy one is find Jesus. But um, if, if we're uh, just talking about something that, that you could do or whatnot, I think just love yourself. Learn to love yourself. Um, because if you're, if you're doing that, then everything else falls into place. Oh, I know. 110%. It's so much easier said than done. I think we were really... I, I heard something yesterday. And I, I can't remember place where it was now. But they said, imagine if a friend treated you the way that you treat yourself, you know, and would you stand for that? How long would you maintain that friendship? And it resonated with me because sometimes, you know, we're, our, we're our, our biggest critic and so forth. And sometimes we're also our biggest enablers. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but if we can be mindful of that and then ultimately find a way to really love ourselves, that's, that's what I would suggest. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of power in being able to just really love yourself because I think that's where the beginning of belief comes, which uh, then instigates, you know, well, if I believe in myself, then what else is possible? Right. Uh, so right. I think it just is, is a trickle-down effect to, to everything else that's possible. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. So how can people reach out to you? Well, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, 
So I've got my LinkedIn page there. Um, I've got my own website through through Heartland Payment Systems, um, Facebook and, and Instagram as well. All the so places. All the places. <laughs> but LinkedIn is probably the the easiest. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Sounds good. And then my last question is, how do you give back? Well, um, that's always uh, a question that, that I'm constantly asking myself because it's important to me. And it depends on, on the time of the year and so forth, but I'm fortunate enough to be the president of the of Beta Gamma Sigma. It's the Business International Honor Society of Boise State. Um, and so I spend a considerable amount of time putting together different social and, and um, philanthrop uh, philanthropic uh, projects you know, that we do. And so if I'm not planning one of them, then we're spending time at the, the Boise Rescue Mission or the Idaho Food Bank and so forth. Um, for me, uh, we'll take uh, an evening and gather some of Gunner's less played with toys, you know, or his clothes. And we've had a couple of learning moments where we were able to go and donate those things to the Boise Rescue Mission or whatnot. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's something that, that I'm giving back, but selfishly, I get a lot more out of it than I think anybody. Yeah, because I'm passing on some of these traits and characteristics to my little boy, and so we do that. Um, and then I, I, I don't think that you have to physically go and donate your time at the Boise Rescue Mission. I think you can do that by just being a good person, yeah. you know? So wherever you end up finding yourself, um, be genuine. If you're going to ask somebody about their day, it's because you actually care about it. Yeah. You know, don't, um, yeah, I, I don't sugarcoat stuff. Hold the door open for someone. Take your shopping cart back. Yeah. Be a good person. You know, and if yeah. everybody did that, we'd oh, be all right. What a world yeah. we would possibly live yeah, in. Absolutely. Even if people just put the shopping cart <laughs> exactly. back. Exactly. One of my biggest pet peeves is, is yes. not pushing your cart back. But, yeah, just, just being a good person. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. I have really enjoyed getting to know you better. You're very well. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This has been a cool experience. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to keep watching your journey. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Have you ever met a more genuine guy? I could have sat there all day and talked to him for hours. Being grateful for the suck is not easy, but he makes it feel like it definitely is. Thank you all for taking the time to check out this episode. We've got more where that came from for sure. So make sure to subscribe below and next, until next time, share the goodness.